Welcome to the Mitzvah Minute. I want to share with you an amazing, amazing insight into this week's Torah portion and an amazing story that I heard this week. This week, we begin the second of the five books of Moses with Parshas Shamos, the story and the book of Shamos, which in English is often referred to as the book of Exodus, but in Hebrew, it's called the book of Shamos, which means the book of names. And I want to talk about the significance of names. We have a lot of names in this week's Parsha. We're introduced to baby Moshe, who gets his name. Um, we, are, we go through a list of the names of the tribes, the heads of the tribes of Israel. And there, there's a lot of references to, to names. Shakespeare once said, what's in a name? I want to share with you a uh, Kabbalistic insight into the idea of names. So we are also in this week's Parsha, most importantly, introduced to the two most important protagonists of the Torah. And that is Moses and God. Now you say, what do you mean? We've met God before. This isn't the first time we're introduced to God. But this is the first time Moses is introduced to God. And in that interaction, we get a deeper insight into who God is. Now, Moses asks him a very interesting question. God says, you have been chosen to go redeem my people. I've heard the struggles and the suffering of the Jewish people who have been slaves in Egypt for 210 years, and their cries have reached me, and now it's time to take them out of Egypt. And Moshe says, who am I that I should go talk to Paro? And, God, and Moshe, Hashem says, don't worry, I'm with you, and I'll be with you. And this is a sign that I'll be with you. And then Moshe asks a very interesting question. He says, when I come to the children of Israel and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What should I say to them? And this question is really kind of weird because Moshe says, God, the God of your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me to you. And they're like, oh yeah? Well, what's his name? <laughs> I mean, his name is God. Like I just told you, like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, Frank, Harry, Jack, like, what do you mean, what's his name? So the commentaries explain that the idea of a name is actually, when we ask about the name, especially with the name of God, we're not really referring to what's his name of essence. We know the name of God's essence is yud Hey vav Hey, four-letter word, which is not pronounced, which is really a code, a code for that, uh, really spells out as an acronym for what was, what is, what will be, ultimate reality, existence itself. But that's not what was being asked here. The commentaries explain that the, that the Jewish people are going to ask Moses, what role is God playing when he's taking us out? With what character trait and with what expression is God using to save us from Egypt? What do I mean by that? So we all have many names. Of course, we have our, our name, our name of essence, which is our name. If you have a Hebrew name, it's your Hebrew name. But we also wear many different names throughout the day. Those are the hats that we wear, the roles that we play. I have the name of father. I have the name of husband, name of rabbi, and, 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 and the name of son, and so on and so forth. We all play many parts throughout our lives. Those are the different names that we possess. 
when the Jewish people are asking what is God's name, it's referring to with what character trait is God expressing himself. God's essence is infinite oneness, but he expresses himself through character traits in this world, such as strength, kindness, wisdom. And the question is, with what name, what expression of himself is God utilizing to save us when he redeems us from Egypt? Now, utilizing this understanding of the meaning of name, I want to explain to you a perplexing verse that we say every day at the end of every prayer service, the Elenu prayer that some people might be, be familiar with. Elenu hakol. And at the very end of it says, what does that mean? On that day, God's God will be one and his name will be one. And this is a reference to the Messianic era on that day. But what does it mean that God will be one and his name will be one? What does it mean God and his name will both? God is one. What do you mean God's name will be one? What does that mean? So I want to explain it to you with a metaphor of a CEO and a company. God is the CEO of the world. Now, what does a CEO want most out of his company? What does is, what is the name represent? So the name represents the brand of the company, the expression of the company. And what does a CEO want more than anything for his company? That his brand will be a perfect expression of his vision or his mission statement in this world. That's what a CEO wants for his company. His company, of course, it should make profit, should do what it set out to do, which, of course, in most cases is to make profit. Maybe a CEO of a nonprofit, I don't know if you call them a CEO, an executive director of a nonprofit, their mission isn't to make profit, isn't to make profit but it's to, to make change, to affect something. But ultimately, the leader of an organization or a company wants most that their company should be the perfect expression of their vision for that company. So I'll tell you an amazing story I heard today, really this week, really a rather tragic story in many ways. A, um, a friend of mine who I started learning with recently um, about five years ago basically put all of his life savings into building a company. And not only did he put his life savings in, but he also took out, uh, had to find a partner to fund his project. And he had a vision of making uh, a global organization working in renewable energy, an amazing idea. And uh, he had been working for a company and he decided to buy out his department and turn it into its own, its own company and spread it around the world. And he, uh, he found, eventually found a, uh, an investor to go in with him and who invested uh, something like a hundred million dollars into the company. And over the past five years, he's been building the company and it's been expanding rapidly and has something like a thousand employees all over the world and bringing in something like a hundred million dollars in revenue each year. And uh, recently they bought out their competitor and their competitor was a, uh, an even bigger company. So they just doubled in size. And along with the competitor came a, a the CEO of the former of the other company, who now became the second in command, the president. And this CEO was really, really unhappy to have been bought out. And he started spreading rumors about my friend, the uh, the CEO and the founder of this company. And eventually, those rumors got back up to the investors, and the investors started to get really nervous because they saw that they didn't make so much revenue this past quarter because 
the company invested so much in buying out this other company and uh and he basically turned to my friend and they and without even any warning they fired him if you imagine the shock of having built up a baby something that you put so much of your energy and your time and your money into for the past five years you you chose this investor you brought in this partner he could have chosen any investors he chose this investor and this investor then turned and fired him based on these rumors that were being spread by this 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 other this president of the company and uh, my friend of course went through some shock but his response was quite amazing he said really what's bothering him is not the financial instability of having lost his job and you know it's not the 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 anger at this person who stabbed him in the back the president and uh, the rumors that he spread about him and it's not the feeling that this investor that he brought into the project now basically betrayed him that wasn't it what was really bothering him is that he said he was trying to make a company in which every employee felt important felt safe and felt like they were wanted he recently put into putting politics aside but he recently in, enacted uh, a a rule that everyone had to be vaccinated in the company and a lot of people were very upset about that but uh, he felt that it was the right thing to do he felt that based on his jewish values that he wanted to ensure the safety of everyone in the company and instead of just forcing it upon people he brought in a team of psychologists and um and doctors to explain the importance of getting vaccinated to the employees and he really wanted to go out of his way to make sure that everyone understood the rule and his mission was to create a company that was living with total integrity and he said the first thing that happened once since they after they fired him was they took away the rule that everyone should be vaccinated and just last week one one of his employees died of covid and he feels like in some way that he, responsible for this person's death because had he been able to stay on as CEO that he doesn't believe this would have happened and that's, that's really a tragic story but it's also a beautiful story that you see the commitment of a CEO of a real CEO is not to making money it's to creating a company that's completely united with his vision and this person's vision was truly to be a person who lived up to the highest level of morality and values it's a beautiful thing and that's really what the mission of the jewish people is in this world when we say that someday god and his name should be one what we mean is that god's oneness should be revealed throughout his entire company what is god's company the entire world we're all employees in god's company and right now god's company isn't doing great it's doing okay but it's not doing great the vision is that the company should be a perfect expression of god's oneness there are two ways to express oneness in this world one is where everyone sings and music sings in unity this is a metaphor i heard from a friend of mine rabbi feldheim you can sing in unity in unison where everyone's singing the same note or you can sing in harmony where everyone's singing different notes but it comes together as one god in his essence is unity complete oneness but without any parts this is a world of parts this is a world of differences and things 
God's vision is that we should reveal his oneness in the parts and the pieces of this world. That is an expression of harmony, which is an even greater revelation of oneness. Because God's oneness is impossible to see, taste, or touch. It's beyond the physical. It's beyond anything tangible. But if we can reveal God in the world, then that's true revelation of God's name. Name being his brand, his expression of his vision in this world. This book of the Torah begins with the exodus of Egypt and ends with the building of the sanctuary, the temple, where the the purpose of which is to reveal God in the world. The beginning, in the middle of this book is the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. At that moment, 3,333 years ago, when the Jewish people stand, stood at Mount Sinai and received the Torah, we became God's PR team in this world. And we began the Jewish mission of revealing God's brand in this world, revealing God's name in this world. We should be blessed that in our lifetime we should see God's name become one in this world, that the entire human race, all of humanity, should come together as one to reveal the beauty and the harmony that exists within every single thing. Thank you guys for listening. Wishing you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.